Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel. So if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast. Or message us on Facebook or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. All types of podcasts are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. You know, so if, if he's done, that's it. The Jets go into turmoil. I mean, they go into the camp. Uh, that's just reality. Denver can't do it by himself. And this is probably one of the best, if not the best, duo the Jets have ever had in their franchise, which is scary to say. But, I mean, this was a must-win. They got the win. And I, don't, I don't know what happened up with the Buffalo defense. So, I, I don't know. As we, uh, as we wait to do our picks, as we uh, wait for Mr. Joe from Merrick to call up as he is here now, as we now have Joe from Merrick, our buddy Joe. What's going on, Joe? Are you ready for a football Friday? Did I just hear Weissman say Revis is not a first ballot Hall of Famer? I want to come in that studio and raise hell. Well, it's nice to hear from you, Joe. Joe, this is also the same guy that said, he, you know, he would trade, if he's the Islander GM, he would trade for Rick Nash. My I you, God, I need a drink. It's 12 o'clock on a Friday. I need a drink already. <laughs> Joe, this <laughs> So now uh, we got the records up. You are five and nine. I'm six and eight. And Mr. Pickham Weissman, no spread Weissman, is uh, nine and five. So you and me got to catch up a little bit. I told I, I had told a miserable week last week. Still came out on top with a couple teasers. I gave you the Jets last night. Let's talk football. All right, Joe. All right, first game: Pittsburgh Steelers at home, two and a half point, three and a half point favorites. Against the Bengals. What do you got? Nah, I got the Steelers. Bengals should have lost last week to the Jets. The Jets handed it to them. Steelers at home. Yeah, I got the Steelers as well. Uh, Steelers at home. They're, they're opening up their, their hind field this year. You know, they're going to go 2-0. Go yeah, I didn't see much uh, from Bengals receivers other than uh, A.J. Green. They just still really don't have enough weapons out there. Still no Eifert this week, so I'm going to go with the Steelers and the high-powered offense. Uh, Titans visiting the Lions. Lions are six-point favorites at home. I think the Lions win the game ultimately, but I'm taking the Titans with the points. And I was thinking about going with the Titans and getting Marcus Mariota his first win of the season, but then I thought against it. I was looking at the spread, actually, and, yeah, the Lions are the easy favorite in that, that game, so I'm going with the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to take more than six. I, listen, I liked I, I liked what I saw last week. I know it was the call of defense. By all means, it was, you know, that defense is terrible. 
But I was worried about Matthew Stafford without Calvin Johnson, but he looked good, man. You got two two running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I like Jones. I like Tate. I like Ebron. I think they're going to win this one kind of handily at home. So I'll go with the Lions, and I'll take them playing up six. All right, so uh, Ravens visiting the Browns. Ravens are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to give the points and take the Ravens. The Cleveland Browns are some kind of bad. RG3 hurt now. They're a mess. Yeah, as well, along with the Ravens. That Browns team is probably the worst team in the NFL. I know early, I know we talked about it last week, Joe, how we thought the Browns were going to be a different team, but they're just bad. Yeah, I you know, I usually when Flacco's in Cleveland, he has some trouble, but not this time. I mean, seriously, this team is all kinds of bad. They got a lot of problems, but it's a rebuilding process and you know, that it takes a few years, not a couple weeks. So, I'm going to take uh take the Ravens big on this one. Uh the Redskins are home against the Cowboys in a divisional matchup. The Redskins are favored by 3 points. I got the Redskins at home. They're a tough team to beat at home and I just I'm not sold on Dallas yet. I'm the same way, uh, the Redskins. I know we've had a, uh, a lot of discussion with Josh Norman, and his name's getting out there in the news. Wow. And he's going to, you know, show up, obviously, after all his talk. So I, I'm going with the Redskins. Yeah, I'm going to take the Redskins, too. I, I mean, last year the Redskins were 0-5 against teams with records over 500. I don't see this Cowboy team finishing over 500, so I think at the end of the day, we're just going to look back on it again and say, well, the Redskins beat up on a bad team. So I expect Cousins to have a good game, expect Reed to have a good game, and expect uh, Deshaun Jackson to leave Skandrick in the dust, as ODB did last last week. So, uh, all right, now we got the Giants, home four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Saints. I'm surprised you guys aren't killing me for picking against your boys last week. But this week, I'm giving the four and a half, and I'm taking the Giants. I think this game's going to be a shootout. Free money, bet the over. Yeah, Giants all the way. You know, uh, both both teams kind of defensively challenged. I mean, defense got better for the Giants, but complete shootout, and Giants going to go 2-0. Yeah, I think, you know, the Giants don't have to deal with that Dallas offensive line. Um, Drew Brees isn't the same outside of the Dome, although he's still a fantastic quarterback. It's not going to be 52-49 to 49 again like we saw last year in the Superdome. But it, I, I could see it being like 37-30. I mean, it, it, it's going to be a big shootout, but I'll take the Giants in this one. Uh, Panthers <laughs> laying out 13-and-a-half at home for the 49ers. My 49ers! What do you got, Joe? I hate this, man, because, again, I, uh, here I am. I say the Panthers win this game, but I'm taking the 49ers plus 13 points. It's a lot of points. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Panthers on this. You know, 49ers are just not good. You know, I, Panthers, I think, are going to make a run. Like shut out the Rams last week, Stephen. It's hard to shut out teams in this league. Yeah, I think think that just shows how bad the Rams are more than how good the 49ers are. Um, As much as I love how the 49ers, you know, an underrated offense maybe, because just because Chip Kelly's there, I don't think they're going to be as bad as people expect them to be, even with Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. 
I like the way he runs the offense for Chip Kelly. He was moving a lot. He rushed for over 50 yards. He didn't make any mistakes. Uh, I'm still going to take the, an angry Panthers team to blow out the 49ers. I think this is a wake-up call for the 49ers, but um, Panthers at home, I'm going to take them in a big way. I know it's a lot of points, but I figure they're going out for some. Uh, I think the 49ers are in the wrong place at the wrong time, so I'll take the Panthers. Um, Dolphins visit the Pats. Pats are six-and-a-half-point home favorites. I love the Patriots here. Garoppolo look good with not a lot of weapons around him. I mean, they have a very under underrated receiving core. Julian Edelman is still Julian Edelman, but this kid Chris Hogan's impressive. Taking the Patriots at home. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Patriots as well. Like you said, Garoppolo was great. Uh, I mean, what this, the the offensive weapons he has, you know, and Julian Edelman and Amendola and Hogan. You know, they're doing great with Garoppolo. What are they going to do with Brady, you know? Yeah. You got to go with the Patriots. Uh, Patriots win. Dolphins cover. And I know it's in Gillette Stadium, but I like what I saw from the Dolphins last week, albeit it was a hobbled Russell Wilson, but they played them tough. And I think they're going to get some teams trouble this year. I could see it being a three-point game. I think the Patriots maybe, you know, play down to the competition a little bit. And I think the Dolphins come out ready to play it. So uh, I'll take the pa- I'll take the Patriots to win, but I take the Dolphins to cover. Uh, next game we got going here is uh, the Chiefs visit the Houston Texans. Two and a half point home favorites for Houston. You talk about a heart attack last week the Chiefs gave me. Oh, boy. I'm going to take the Texans at home. Uh, I just, the Chiefs, they're... They don't excite me. I know yeah, Stephen loves um, Houston. Uh, you know what? You're going to be surprised with my pick. Both of you. Rock and, and roll! No, I really wanted to go with Texans this week, but after the victory they pulled out last week, the Chiefs, you know, I, I'm going to go with Kansas City. And just after last week, I feel like it was a momentum builder. Good character win after an overtime win. So I'm gonna go, you know, the Chiefs. Uh, I'm actually gonna agree with my partner here for once ever. Um, I think the Chiefs are gonna go in there confident, knowing what they did last season, albeit it was Hoyer instead of Brock Osweiler. I'm still not sold on Brock Osweiler. I think Marcus Peters is a fantastic corner. I think he'll be able to contain DeAndre Hopkins. I love the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs to go to the playoffs this year. I think this is a road win that you need to take. So I'll take the Chiefs. All right, next game we got going here. The Seahawks visit the Rams. The Seahawks are six-and-a-half-point favorites in L.A., the first game in L.A. in two decades. First game in L.A., they're still going to be waiting on a win in L.A. It's the Seahawks, and I don't even need to discuss why. You know what? First game in L.A., and like you said, two decades. Just pulling it out there. I'm going to see, we're going to see an upset win. Uh, with the Rams. Uh, you know, usually you see the Rams give the uh, give the Seahawks in trouble, especially when it's on their home turf. I have no clue how the Rams are going to move the ball against the Seahawks' defense. And if Russell Wilson's even relatively healthy, 80%, they have no chance. I, Jared Goff needs to play. Like, can we just throw this out there? Jared Goff can't be that bad, as we saw Case Keenum saw. Is he really that bad that he was inactive that day? I, I'm going to take the Seahawks in a big way. 
Buccaneers visiting the Cardinals. Cardinals laying out seven points. I'm going to give the points and take the Cardinals. The Cardinals need to bounce back after that. I hate even calling it an upset when you're talking about the Patriots, but it was an upset last week. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Cardinals as well. You know, it's Tampa Bay, and, uh, you know, when, uh, Winston had a great game uh, last week, but it's the Cardinals, uh, they're my Super Bowl favorites, uh, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, and, um, you know, this is a Bucks team I like a lot. Uh, I was very, I really wanted to put them in the postseason, but I just had them on the outside looking in. With that said, I think it's the same thing as the Panther situation. I think the Bucks are just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You got an angry Cardinals team playing at home again. I think the uh, I think the Cardinals win by and win by more than seven. So uh, the Jaguars visit the Chargers. The Keenan Allen list less Chargers, and the Chargers are favored by three points. I'm taking the Jaguars here, and I'm going to bet their money line as well on Sunday. I think the Jaguars go in there and they they beat on the Chargers after that down the Chargers had last week. I think they're going to still feel the hangover from that. Jaguars. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well. I can't see them starting 0-2 to start the season. You know, uh, big loss for San Diego with Keenan Allen. Uh, I know a lot of fantasy owners are not happy about that. Sorry, Al. And, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Jags. My first round pick in a 16 team league. I had the last pick of the first round. Jeez, uh, that, that's done. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags. This is a team I like a lot. This is a team to put in the postseason. Uh, even if Keenan Allen was there, I'd still pick him. I just, I like this team way too much. The defense of the Chargers still a question mark for me. So uh, I'm going to take the Jags to win outright. Uh, Falcons visit the Raiders. Raiders are four and a half point favorites. Taking the Raiders in the black hole. Falcons traveling across the country, going to Oakland. Nah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the Raiders had a great win last last week against New Orleans. And I also think, along with Kansas City, a great character win after being down most of the game. It was was like a seesaw battle. But I'm going to go with the Raiders at home. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders again. I mean, you see all the rumors speculating that uh, the Raiders moving to Vegas is, looks more and more of a possibility. I think they're going to have a real good home record this year. I could see them going 6-2 and two at home this season. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, the Falcons just, you know, they're not the same even in the Georgia Dome anymore. I just don't know what's going on with Matt Ryan. He's digressed every single year. So I'm going to take the Raiders riding high off that big one from last week. Uh, the Colts visit the Broncos in Mile High City. Denver's favorite six points. I'm going to lay the six points. I'm taking Denver at home. I just, the Colts, they're another one of those teams that you keep hearing about. They're just very overrated. I don't like them at all. Yeah, there's no question about it. Broncos are you know, blowout Indianapolis. I mean, Andrew Luck. Is Andrew Luck, but like you said, what weapons do they have? I know he has Hilton and Moncrief didn't even have that great of a game. And Allen, I know he had himself kind of a game, but it's the Broncos in Mile High City. Forget it. It's the Broncos taking it. 
Yeah, I'm in the minority here. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I just Every time Andrew Luck even get, plays, plays the Broncos, even goes to Denver, he gives them trouble, beats them in a playoff game a couple years ago. I know those are, you know, it's a different Colts team. I just, you know, when I saw Andrew Luck go down as much as he did, I just expected him to come back. And it's going to be tougher against his Denver defense, but I think Indy shows up. I think they're disappointed at the end, though. But I'll take, uh, I'll take Indy to cover. And uh, we got Sunday night football. Packers visit the Vikings. Packers are favored by two and a half points. The best part of Sunday night football is Carrie Underwood on the intro. Can I be honest? I love her. Oh, man. I also love Green Bay on the road going into Minnesota and just wiping the floor with them. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree. I mean, the Vikings, I, they were good last week, as well as the Packers, but Viker, the Vikings starting off at home, you know, their running game wasn't that great. Adrian Peterson didn't have that great of a game, but I like their receivers. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm going to Can you name one? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can. <laughs> Errol, over to you. Continue. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the Packers. I don't think they're gonna wipe the floor with them. Uh, I think that defense is gonna give Aaron Rodgers a little bit of trouble, but I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, second best quarterback in football, Tom Brady. I, I still think you know I still stand pat on that one. But I think they go in there and without Teddy Bridgewater, Sean Hill is starting quarterback. I mean, apparently. You know, Sam Bradford hasn't learned the offense yet, which is understandable. That's one big. That's what I like. After he just used the Google. Um, but I have a question. How can I forget about Quiddle Patterson? <laughs> he fell like off the face. Said, I like the receivers. He fell off the face of the earth. But yeah, the receivers, I know. Especially Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, what school did he go to? He just got drafted this year. You know what school he went to? Stop looking at your phone. Jesus Christ. I'll take the Packers. Uh, in a relatively close game, but I think Aaron Rodgers pulls it out. Monday night football with uh, Mr. McDonough. Did a nice job last week. I like uh, I like the job he did last week. Uh, Eagles visit the Bears. Bears are three-point favorites. I got to be honest. I, I was not sold on the Eagles until I watched them last week. Carson Wentz, man, he looked like a veteran in there. Running that office, offense, taking command. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles here on the road. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles as well. They surprised me last week. Person wants to look already like an NFL player, like an NFL quarterback, and I wasn't expecting that to win. And, you know, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles on the road. I mean, it's in Chicago under the lights in Chicago. But this Bears team, man, I, I don't I just don't like the Bears. Um. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm in the minority again. Uh, I like the way they played in the first half of fo- uh, first half against the Texans. Unfortunately, football's two halves. Uh, I think John Fox will have him ready to play. I think he'll have a ske- defensive scheme ready for this rookie because I'm not sold on Carson Wentz yet, man. I just, I, you know, seeing him go up against that Browns defense as bad as they as we now see they are, uh, I'm not sold yet. Going into you know Monday Night Football, the lights are on you. We'll see how the kid does, but I'm going to take the Bears here on this one. So, oh, that's it, boys. All three of us got uh, got the Jets last night. 
Joe, what do you think of you, Joe? Before uh, before I let you go, what what do you think of your Jets last night? You encouraged at all? Uh, no, no. Look at that schedule. That schedule is tough, and it, it's never easy with the Jets. Even down to the last thirty seconds of that game, I was ready to throw up. But we'll see. We'll see going forward. They. If they could do something with that secondary and Darrell Rivas figures it out and somehow finds the fountain of youth again, I think they'll be all right. That that front seven is something else. Well, I think you can make it hard to best one football. I mean, you saw and you saw Sheldon Richardson's presence last night. What's up with this? You know, I didn't know there was a rule now. If you if you get a taunting penalty once, it's a warning. A second taunting penalty, you're out of the game. What kind of I don't know. What kind of rule is that? Well, I thought of you last night, so. When Brandon Marshall dropped that pass on third and ten in the third quarter, I was—I just saw your face in my mind. It wasn't pretty. I can tell no, you that. I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't. All right, Joe. Thanks for coming on with us again. Football Fridays with Joe from Merrick, and uh, we'll see. Maybe you and me could catch up to uh, conservative Mr. Weissman over here. That would be nice. Anytime you're behind Weissman, it's never a good thing. All right, we'll see you later, Joe. Have a good week, boys. All right. I appreciate him being very humble, not, uh, you know, saying that we, he was surprised that we weren't ripping for the Giants. You know who we didn't bring up? I can't pronounce his name, but that receiver for the Jets. The Nunwa? Anuma. You know anyone's name, man? I, I knew his name. I couldn't pronounce it. I have trouble pronouncing things, as you can tell. But do you, he's good. Do I you, like him. Do you? I, I Listen, I like him, too. You already had north almost 100 yards receiving last night. Uh, if you've got a three tandem of receivers and Ryan Fitzpatrick is on his game, he almost threw 400 yards last night. Yeah, he had a game. He was throwing dimes last night. If you have that and you have Forte running the ball like he did, oh, by all means, I don't think they should overwork him this season because he is an older guy. Just you know, if they overwork him, I seen I could see him breaking down as the season goes on. Uh, I think Will Powell needs to get some work in there. This listen, this you know the thing is the Jets and you know Joe touched on it. He said you know this, this schedule is tough. These are the Jets though. They'll go off. They'll beat the Kansas City. They'll beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They'll beat the Seahawks and then they'll go to Cleveland and lose to the Browns. I mean that's just what we're used to with the Jets. And there were so many mistakes last night with this team. That that just can't happen. Like you have such encouraging encouraging drives and whatnot, but then you have mistakes like the drop pass from Brandon Marshall, or even Eric Decker had a few mistakes in last night's games. You know the team's not going to be perfect, but you know if you with this tough schedule that they have, you have to make sure you close in on these mistakes and fix what's not there. No, yeah, definitely, and it's you know they, now they have ten days to prepare for Kansas City. I mean that one is the loudest stadium in the league. Beat out, beat out Seattle, and stop that. Jesus Christ, you're like a child. What am I gonna do? You're like a child. We're both. Our attendance fans are not God, I thought mine was bad. <laughs> but um, honestly, if the Jets go out there, they pressure the quarterback. You have a chance with anything, even if Darrell Revis isn't the guy he used to be. You have a chance with anything. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to go in there and play as well as he did last night, the team's got a chance. I didn't put him in the postseason. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it. 
I guess. Because, I mean, the teams I put in for the AFC, the two wildcard teams, I see them as kind of lock-ins with the Ravens, with the Chiefs. So it's going to be, listen, it's going to be a big game for the Jets. I mean, we already lost to the Bengals who, you know, you're already competing for a wildcard spot probably with them. And now you're going to be competing with a wildcard spot maybe with the Chiefs too. It's, they need to win some of these games. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't, I couldn't say any better. And as we're waiting for our our friend from 105.5, the team, uh, Cam Boone. It's Cam Boone. Waiting for him to call in. And you want to, you know, give a little background on him? Uh, well, Cam was actually, uh, you know, he was my old editor with the sports section over at Stony Brook Statesman. He was the old sports editor, but he uh, got some stuff with TV, with Stony Brook TV. So, you know, now he's doing that. He actually called the um, Stony Brook soccer game the other night. Did he think of playing Iona? Great calls. Listen, you and me being Juco, take tips from Cam because he, he's a great play-by-play announcer. Um, he does 105. He's an intern of 105.5. The team is around the Bills a lot this offseason. So, you know, give us an input on the Bills. Because they are, listen, they are a New York team. Let's not mistake that. I mean, they re- actually really are the only New York team. <laughs> true. <laughs> Technically. True. So, well, the, team that, the only team that plays in New York. So, um, yeah. And, you know, he does uh, radio for Starbrook as well. WSB, WSB 90.1 FM. If you ever want to listen to him. Does some radio shows. Does play-by-play on there, too. Does women's basketball play-by-play through radio. So, uh, smart guy, really intelligent, really insightful, too. So, uh, and, you know, he's a big Bills fan as well. That's why I wanted to have him on, give us some insight. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he wasn't happy with the result last night. We appreciate him coming on, event, you know, when he does. No, Sammy Watkins is the key weapon this season. And they need him to stay healthy. They need Sammy Watkins to stay on the field. Because without him, you had that guy, uh... He was a former Jets player. I forget his name. Rick Salas. Rick Salas. He he had his first touchdown reception last night. And so maybe he'll give you the team a boost. But they need to make sure Sammy Watkins is healthy and on the field. And, you know, you like what you saw out of Sean McCoy last night. Even though he wasn't giving you that much yardage the first half, he uh, proved himself in the second. And, you know, he got close to around 80 yards. Not what you expect from a guy like McCoy, but... Still help them out in less in less sense game. Yeah, and you know this is a team in the Bills, and listen, they got to play around the same schedule that the Jets do. So, aka their schedule is not easy. No. So I mean, this is a team. You know the numbers. Twelve percent. If you're zero and two, you got a twelve percent chance of making the postseason. We've seen it, but now you know if they come back next week for their next game. You know they're home against Arizona. They're at New England. You know, I know there's no Brady there, but you know, no Brady, no problem. We saw that last week. They they got they're in LA, which I mean, going cross country, it's never easy. Now you got to go full cross country for these games. You know, they they got the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Pats again in Seattle, primetime football in Cincinnati. These are not easy games, and I don't know what happened to this Rex Ryan defense. I mean, this is a guy that bloviates, and his staple is his defense. So I. Just and especially with the talent around this team on that defense, I know there's no Marcel Darius, but you still got Jerry Hughes, Stephon Gilmore, and you got a lot of guys on this defense that are still good playmakers and talented. So I don't I don't know what's going on 
with this team on it, with this defense. I mean, they gave up 37 points last night, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who Rex Ryan has owned. I mean, you know, one of the just defensive players said it himself. I forget who it was, but they thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, as I'm sure you and I both thought that both of these teams rely on defense as their main, you know, factor of their team. And, you know, Todd Bowles and Rex Ryan are both defensively headed coaches. And, you know, I'm shocked, to be honest, that it was such a high-scoring game. 37 points? Uh, you don't see the Jets team giving 37 points. Yeah. Getting 37 points. And, and you know, I left Sammy Watkins in there. Took the, you know, I saw this meme on Twitter, which is actually so true. If you play Sammy Watkins, he'll get one reception of nine yards. If you don't play him, he'll get 120 yards receiving. True. I, I dealt with that last year, actually. It, it's just, I'm glad I was, I'm glad to know that I wasn't the only one sweating it out putting Sammy Watkins in there, which I did. But, you know, listen, you never know. You can still win. I was going to put in Michael Thomas or Eli Rogers, but, I mean, you know what? I got kind of lucky, I guess. He had Brian Fitzpatrick on his bench. So, but, you had a great game. Yeah, and it's just, I was surprising to see with, you know, what went on with this Bills defense. And, you know, now the talks is going to start. You know, is Rex Ryan going to make it through the year? Is he going to make it outside, you know, after this year? This is my take on firing coaches after short term. He came on to this. He came to the Bills knowing that this is going to take a little while. You have no quarterback. You have a lot of talent on defense, though. But, uh, but um, you know, it just you can't fire. To me, you can't fire a coach after two years. I mean, it doesn't. What he's trying to do, especially in Rex Ryan. When he's trying to do, it doesn't take two years to do. It takes a few years. It takes three or four. Sure. That's why I'm so I'm so mind boggled when I see people when I see teams firing coaches after one or two years. It's just it, it, I don't get it. You know, you have to get adjusted to. Uh, you got to get a coach to the coach and the whole team as well. So it's an effort. Yeah, and you know we'll see what we have with uh, with Tyrod Taylor. With well, we'll see what the Bills have with Tyrod Taylor. I like him, a guy that can break out of the pocket. He's got a big arm. You saw that twice last night. So, but you know, he got a lot of money. Is is he the guy that's going to take Bills to the postseason? And I'm not saying take and put the team on his back, because you know he was supposed to be behind a really good defense. Now I don't know what happened to this team defensively, but I mean they gave up 13 points last week, which obviously they played well last week. You give up 37 points. Fitzpatrick, who you've owned in the last couple of years? Come on, man. Something else I wanted to mention about last night's game. You know, Tyron Taylor had to come out for a play or two in last night's team, and they brought in EJ Manuel because of the concussion protocol. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, I, I saw it. I think that the rule is if you have a concussion, or if they think you have a concussion, apparently he came out and said that. Uh, you know, he felt the the the, uh, the referee said he looked woozy out there. I think you have to stay off at least one play because you know they're stripping down on these rules now. I mean, you see, you know, Case Keenum walk onto the field wobbling around. You saw um, the quarterback from Michigan whose name's escaping me. You let Brady 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 Hoke let him let go back onto the field. So I mean, you know, they're stripping down on these rules, man. So it it was, um, you know, it's probably. Good to see, especially now the concussion. 
Have you seen the concussion movie? Because I never saw it. No. I didn't see it either. Well, I, I heard it was good, though. I heard it was good, and I heard, you know, raised some questions about the NFL. And, that, you know, based on the true story, I think he was on, that doctor was on with Francesa months ago, explaining it, and I don't know. Listen, we've, we've talked about the NFL. You know, eventually it's going to be end up being flag football, for all we know. So, uh, you know, that's that. And, uh, you know, Cam supposed to tell uh, – He'll be on shortly. He's, a, he's a busy man. Let's move on from football for a few minutes until, you know, we get Cam on. How about these Mets? I mean, they had a tough series against the Nationals where they lost two out of three. But, you know, they're, they're on their last homestand now against the rest of the teams that they're playing are under 500 teams. And the Twins, the Braves, the Phillies, you know, these are teams that they have to win, you know. They are right now in a wild card spot in the second spot. The Giants are just not a good team. And last last night or two nights ago, when all three teams lost, those are the games where you have to win. You know, you want to get the advantage, get that home wild card game. But obviously, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I was cringing at the fact that. You know, both teams lost already, and the Mets end up losing with nothing. I mean, you got to be kidding me. But, I mean, now these two teams are going to be beating up each other, Cardinals and the Giants. So someone's going to have – someone's going to lose at least two games. They're both going to – at most three. I doubt there's going to be a sweep, but it's the MLB. You never know. So, I mean, let's look at the wild card games right now. The Mets are one game back behind, uh, behind San Francisco and then one game ahead of St. Louis. So, listen, they're in a good spot right now. As long as they win their games – I think they had nothing to worry about. Just win your games, man. Just win your games. I mean, that's all. That's all it is. So, uh, I mean, we'll see what you know what happens with this team. I mean, they, like I said, they got an easy schedule: the Twins, the Braves, the Phillies. They got Cologne on the mound tonight, I believe. And you know, he has to be the series starter. He has to get that W tonight. You know, Twins are not a good team. In fact, I totally even forgot Mike Pelper was. Oh, oh, no, Mike Puffer's on the Tigers. He's on the Tigers, yeah. yeah. I thought he was on the Twins, though, because I, I saw him pitch yesterday only w- one and two-thirds inning. Yeah, know. and with that said, and it looks like, you know, they're going to be starting Gabriel, uh, you know, uh, instead of... Instead of Bartolo. No, instead of Montero. I, you know, you can't have Montero pitch again for you. I mean, you just can't. He, you know, he walks way too many guys, which is really peculiar, because when he was down in the minors, really, his strength was that he had good control so the fact that he's coming up here and he's walked at least five every single start is you know it's surprising to me so we have that we have a uh, no going on but you know we'll see what happens with uh DeGrom and Matt Terry Collins was talking about maybe piggybacking them off of each other in one game that's on Sunday is it Sunday that maybe they're... yeah that they're gonna talk about doing that on Sunday from what uh according to Collins but, you know, that'd be interesting to see, too, because both of them are very unstable in this rotation right now with their injuries. How can you put them in a, a full start? You can't do that. Uh, going into, you know, a possible possible playoffs, I mean... No, and you can't... Listen, and, you know, you got to be cautious. you got to be cautious with, uh, with DeGrom and Max, especially Max. And, you know, I'll say this right now, and I said it when you were off... When we did a, when I did the last Tuesday show, 
you know, your schedule didn't accommodate to that. So I was just riding solo. If Matt, they make the postseason and everyone's healthy, Matt's to Grom, the back, they're healthy. I'm putting that in the bullpen. I agree. Um, because this is a guy that cannot stay healthy. He's got bone spurs in his elbow. Usually he'll be fine for the first three or four innings. Yeah, and then and, that fifth inning comes around. And then he's getting into trouble. Yeah. But if you put him in the bullpen, and I, I like the, what, the job that Smoker's done over the last month. He's been great. He's been coming in big. Oh, he's been fantastic. Yeah. The, I mean, it's not on him. But if you have Matt in there for one, two innings, get him in in the seventh inning, read for the eighth. And, I, you know, I like the draw that Fernando Salas has done. Nothing to get there. Except hit. that last outing where he gave up a home run. Yeah, so. But, um, you know, I like... I like the job that um, – I like. listen, this bullpen's been good, better than the Yankees are doing right now, if you want to transition over to them. Yeah. About that, those Yankees last night. I think that was the nail in the coffin, bro. You think so? I, I think that, that loss – and we'll see how they react tonight. And they are only still three games out of the wild card. But I think that, that loss is so heart-wrenching, so gut-wrenching. But I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from that. And, you know, their questions now. Is Dylan Batanz going to be able to be a closer? in this league, because we've seen him be great in the seventh, be great in the eighth, and the ninth inning just hasn't been there. Now, maybe because he's been overworked this season, but he is just, I, I don't know what's been going on with him. Seriously, though. And, you know, we've seen these starting, Batanz is a failed starter, Familia failed starter. Um, Chapman wasn't exactly a failed starter. I just didn't think they wanted a guy throwing 104 miles per hour. Um, what was the point in paying him? The money if they weren't originally going for a wild card back at the trade deadline. You know who are you talking about? Chapman. What about him? Like why have him on this team? Who's talking about the Yankees? Yeah. What do you mean why have him on this team? They signed him in the beginning of the year to get a. I know. Push. So what are you talking about? No, I'm talking about midseason when they were, you know, not in contention and weren't doing what they were doing a week ago, you know, trade them off. So you're saying, why do they trade them if they're going to try to make a push anyway? What are you trying no. to say? You're confusing me. I'm saying is, why have Chapman on the team if, you know, Cashman was basically going in the white flag when he was trading off Beltron and Chapman and Miller. Wouldn't you say they were throwing off the white flag? Yeah, that was, that was the, you know... That was the ignition. So exactly, why pay Chapman? Like, why have the money on the payroll when you can have Patanzas as the closer? Because Patanzas hasn't been formidable as the closer. But that's what Chapman's original thoughts were, were they not? To make Patanzas the closer eventually? Yeah. Well, yeah, but then you you know you say you see at the beginning of last off season you see Chapman you could get him for a nickel and a dime. I mean, you're going to do I'm, that. I'm sure they're going to try if Chapman wants to come back. Oh, well, listen. He said, oh, you're talking about that. He said on record he wants to come back. He loves New York. Now, who knows? He can blow three saves in the postseason. <laughs> he might not want him back. But I, I think it wasn't Chapman that, you know, you really want back. It was probably Miller. But he's obviously he's got another year in his contract. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we've seen guys in this league just not, you know, they'll be good in the eighth and ninth. But they just think, I mean, they'll be good in the seventh and the eighth. They just can't be good in the ninth. I don't know what it is with Matanzas, but I, I mean, when he gets, and maybe he's overworked, and he might be, listen, he, his brother might be the worst defensive pitcher I've ever seen. I mean, it's like. Oh, did you see that throw to home plate? Jesus, what? I don't understand why. Don't you just palm it up and throw it straight? I don't understand it. Uh, you know, it's like you're throwing to 
uh, a little kid, you know. It's Just like, cost. did you see the Major League movies? One I, and two? I, I believe so. Did you see the second one? No. The young, they had a young, right, so in the second one, basically, they came back again. That's what Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they asked, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but, um, you know, catcher Jake Taylor. They asked him to be coach instead of a player because he was just, he was just you know, he was too old, whatever, his knees were banged up. So the young catcher that they had was great, did great, you know, he was great to a uh, good header, you know, threw well the second base, but he couldn't throw to the pitcher. Like, he, after, after you know, the pitcher throws a strike or a boy through, you know, and there's no, uh, and there's no hit by the batter, you know, when he receives the ball back, the pitcher, he just he couldn't throw it to him. This is like, it's like that. I just, I can't believe. It really is one of the worst defensive pitchers I've ever seen. It's just that. That's bad. I mean, from the beginning of the year, the opening series of that Astros team. I mean, no, Jerusha Familia has had his struggles, you know, defensively. Not like that. Not, not like, not really. I mean, not like this. I mean, yeah, is he botched a couple balls coming at him at like 100 miles an hour? Yeah, but that's just human. He's trying to protect himself from getting hit in the head. But. Yeah, but Dantas was bad. But yeah, that, was, that, that was just bad. That's bad, man. And you know what? And I said. I think I said it too. I, you know, I say all this stuff when you're not on. I think I said it. Well, then again, I'm talking by myself. I got a lot to say. I can have to have a lot to say. I think Severino, his future is in the bullpen. Because every, I mean, every time we've seen him start this season, it's not gone well, even for the spot starts. I think his future. I mean, he's got electric stuff. He's got devastating. He's got devastating change, uh, breaking stuff. But he. You know, he just he can't start. And that's just with some guys. They're failed starters. We just talked about that. Well, that brings up another point. Uh, that's another question mark in the offseason that Brian Cashman has to look at. What's your rotation next year? Besides Sabathia, Tanaka. Sabathia, Tanaka. Pineda. If you want to put Pineda there. I mean, yeah, you're going to have starters. He's under contract. You're going to have to. Exactly. And that's why you have, you have to put CC out there, too. CC has one year left on his contract, and then you basically think CC's done, right? I mean, of course. I mean, for this team, yeah. Of yeah. But unless he has a shot, the clause in his contract is a shoulder injury, then, then he... I mean, um, maybe moving Adam Warren to the rotation? Like, right. we know how that turned out. I mean, I guess that's just something that you're going to have to see for next year. Maybe Sheffield takes some steps. Maybe. Come, he could come up from the minor leagues. But I just I don't see this team making and you know maybe for a while I know they could win out with the uh, with the Red Sox that they have left they could go to Toronto win there I just I don't see it I, you know, especially last night this bullpen has become a strength to you know a struggle really quickly and we expected it too of course mm-hmm. but you didn't expect the Tampa to struggle like this I mean this guy since he's come on here you figure that he will be the future. So we're back now. A total crash of the website. I think the power, the power went out in the building. Website crashed. No connection. So we're back on now. This is since our beginning days. Yeah. No. So all right. So now that we're good, uh, let's move on from the Yankees. Get into the um, the Giants. Yeah, and the Giants have a huge game coming up at home against the Saints, and, you know, some things that I'm looking to see is Sterling Shepard have another great game. Hopefully, you know, Eli will get some uh, passes to him, Sterling Shepard. I'm looking for another huge game from Victor Cruz. as He came back with his salsa dancing in the end zone with a touchdown uh, 
last week. And of course, Odell Beckham, you know, that's that's one of the things with the Giants. You know, they have weapons in Odell Beckham, Cruz, and Shepard, and even Dwayne Harris, you know, who is a good third, fourth receiver if need. And that they really need a the receiving court to you know step up when Odell Beckham's getting double covered. Well, I mean that's the beauty of this of Eli Manning that he he will spread the ball around. I mean, sure, you saw Shepard get a touchdown last week. You saw the salsa back. It was really. Huge, huge Victor Cruz fan, and I was very happy to see that. You know, funny, you know how they find Antonio Brown last week with the whole twerking thing in the end zone? Can I Can I just touch on that? On the- yeah, yeah, let me just get to my point go real ahead, quick. Go ahead. They find him for that, but the rule is you're not allowed to celebrate with another teammate. The thing that confuses me is Odell Beckham was – Pretending to videotape Victor Cruz do the salsa in the end zone last week. I don't know if you caught that, but, you know, I thought they might get a penalty there. I don't care about that stuff, but it's just the NFL rules. And, you know, go to your point. Okay, so the fact that players are fined and, and penalized for celebrating after a touchdown is totally absurd. The fa- Listen to me, because why, the fact that, what, it was too sexual? Yeah, okay, fine, it was sexual. But then, after this touchdown, we're going to try to sell you Viagra for about 60 seconds. <laughs> and then we're <laughs> and then, it's true. And then when we get back, we're going to zoom in on a cheerleader's crotch and then pan it out. I mean, give me a break. And that's not even the penalty that bothered me the most. Michael Crabtree wins his team. He won his team the game. He believed that his team won the game. Oh, my God, this co- the coach went for a two-point conversion. He decided to throw it to me, and it worked. He throws the ball up the air, does the throat slashing, and gets penalized. I mean, what in, this, isn't, this isn't college. This is, we're not in school anymore. This is professional entertainment. Okay? Now, the, I just I, – I, 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 I agree with you. It's just like the same point in baseball where – With the know, bat flip. I know. The bat flip. You don't get penalized for that, though. You're just going to hear it from the other team. Exactly. And they'll start a brawl, which we like. It's entertain. That's see what I'm saying. It's entertainment. But the fact that I'm going to let you get to your point in a second. I'm sorry. One last thing. The fact that penalty that celebrating carries the same penalty as hitting it into a player's brain is the most ridiculous thing I've seen from this league. I agree with that 100. percent It's just that I agree with the whole celebration. You know, have your fun after you get a touchdown and everything. Don't taunt the other team. Don't go up the the other team's players and, you know, get right in their face, jump up and down. You know what I mean? That's inappropriate. That, okay, you know, maybe get 10 yards, 15 yards for that. Well, that first taunting penalty last night was by Richardson after the Bills got a big touchdown, after uh, Goodwin burned Darrell Rebus, which I don't know what you're doing taunting the other team when they just score on you. That was a little absurd to me. But... Don't, you know what, don't be excessive over it. That's what, what I'm saying. And you know what, you say that, and there's, I, there's an exception. If you're down by multiple points and don't, you sack the celebrate. quarterback, don't celebrate. Now, if it's a close game, that's a big sack, and it becomes, you know, that's a fourth down, and they're going to punt. Oh, yeah, 
dance around celebrate all you want. These players, some of the best players, some of the best defensive linemen in the league, work all year and they get what four sacks a year. And so it's not easy to get sacks in this league. It's not, and it's become tougher and tougher as seasons, you know, come upon us. I don't know why that is, but you know, that is what it is. I just it it, it really it really angers me with this uh, with you know flags for celebration. Come on, and the fact that it carries the same exact penalty as hitting into a player's helmet, giving concussions. People can't. Antoine Randall L can't walk by himself anymore. All right, people are retiring because of concussion protocols and concussion uh, concussion worries and life after football. And you have the same penalty for celebrating a touchdown. Are you? It's, no, 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 no. And how about Roger Goodell going off and saying, "I think we're going to ban the kickoff." Oh my God! I that's I heard that for the first time earlier today from Joe and Evan, but. That is ridiculous. You know, if they ban kickoffs, would you say worst com- worst commissioner in all sports? He'll make Gary Bettman look likable. Yeah, I don't know if, if that's getting too, you know, too much with Gary Bettman because you know how how bad he is and you know how much the NHL fan base loves Gary Bettman. Oh, I can't stand. I can't stand. Man. Come on, let's be honest. I can't stand Roger Goodell. The realignment. You know, two two years ago today, three years ago today, you know what that was? Was it the lockout? The lockout. And I can't believe how how far we've come since then. Well, no, it wasn't locked. I mean, it, it was, was a lockout for a, a good five months till January twenty first. January twenty fourth. No, it didn't affect. You're talking about? Oh, you're talking about hockey. I'm talking about hockey. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I was just I was talking about it was like three years ago since the lockout of hockey. They missed. Like thirty-two games or something like that. Yeah, January, the mid-January they started. I remember. I actually, I made a fifty-dollar bet with this kid that they would play. They would start the season eventually, and he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." Like he was so confident that there was going to be no season that year. And guess what? <laughs> I've never seen a kid so happy to give away fifty dollars in my life. I'm not going to name names on the air and play after, but this kid was so happy. He's like, "What?" Oh, Throws at me in class. This is in high school. We're in high school. I think you were in your first year of college, right? This was, if I was a senior, yeah, you were in your first yeah. year in NASA. And the kid just throws it at me. He's like, well, best 50 bucks I've ever lost. Yeah, and, you know, we're just about getting to hockey season also. The World Cup of Hockey starts on Saturday. Tomorrow, the World Cup of Hockey. I don't know if you've watched any of the prelims. I had I, I couldn't find honest. them, honestly. They're all on ESPN, too. How was it? And, you know... From what I've heard, it's been great, and no, I'll start watching uh, starting tomorrow. I know they have another game on Tuesday, USA, and you know, go USA, go North America. Hockey's back, guys. Training camp, rookie camp started for the Islanders today at Northwell Health. So you're gonna have to reach out to uh, Mr. Rob Tab soon. Yeah, very excited. You know, it's like Christmas. Hockey season's like Christmas to me. I mean. I'm Jewish, but... I was about to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean. You get the point. Hockey season, there's no no better season, in my opinion, than hockey season. By the way, I know, um, you know, everyone who who was wondering, Cam wasn't the, Cam wasn't the only one that had... I mean, we weren't the only one that had connection problems. Cam did, too. So, uh, you know, we'll talk to him. Maybe we'll have him on Monday. Really good football mind. So, as I'm... So, who do I take here? Hmm. 
Uh, Daily Fantasy. I'm already, I'm already getting set up for uh, Sunday. Well, that's our show. I'm Stephen. I'm Harold. We'll, and we'll we'll come back Monday with our recap of our Sunday and our Sunday games. So we'll, we'll see you guys later.